This morning's scripture reading comes from the book of Luke, chapter 12, verses 32 through 48. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet, so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had not known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. There's a lot out there to be afraid of these days, isn't there? Spiders, of course, which I think we've covered uh, adequately in the children's message. Spiders are uh, pretty scary, but there's some really tremendous things in the world that give us, uh, sometimes keep us up at night. Terrorism is talked about a lot. The economic situation in the United States, when it is going badly, we find ourselves afraid for the future. Uh, if you listen to the, you know, we're in an election year, so if you listen to uh, one side, the, the election of the other side is going to bring about the end of the world and America as we've ever known it before is, will come to its knees if you elect one or the other depending on which side you listen to. And there's a lot of violence out there, fear about what that means. Fear of a changing world and one that we suspect may not be changing for the better sometimes. We've been hearing a lot about how our brothers and sisters of color, if they get pulled over, find themselves in fear. Whereas you and I might walk down the, co the or I, I'll speak for myself, <laughs> walk down the street and see a police officer, you see someone who might be helpful. I can't imagine what it must be like to see that and be fearful. Wonder. We live in a fearful time. Even on a personal level, we can, we can be afraid of what the doctors are going to say. Um, I, you can't visit the doctor without being a little concerned that they're going to tell you you have cancer. That seems to be the biggest fear people have when they walk in and have a test done is that it's going to be cancer. As someone who just survived a, a bout with that, it's, uh, it's weird to hear that from the doctor. You have cancer. And it'd be... It's natural to be afraid in those things. Maybe you're afraid of losing someone you love. 
and what that will mean. Maybe you're afraid of conflict in your, in your relationships. If you're like me, uh, as a parent, you're kind of in a constant perpetual state of fear for your children. Amen, moms and dads? You're kind of always afraid of your children. Or perhaps you're afraid, not of your children, for your children. <laughs> or perhaps you're afraid of just not, not having enough of what you need, which is kind of what Jesus is addressing in our text today. And Jesus begins here in Luke. And Luke's been kind of talking about things that people are afraid of. And here, Jesus begins by saying, do not be afraid. A phrase that Jesus uses over and over again, particularly in Luke. Which leads me to believe that there was something going on in Luke's community that they were very much afraid of. And I suspect that has to do with persecution, either religious persecution or or just oppression from Rome and all of the upheaval that was going on in that time. But the people of Luke's community whom this Gospel was addressed to must have been in fear because Luke felt it so important for them to hear from our Lord Jesus, do not be afraid. And in this text today, Luke goes, or Jesus goes on to tell us why we shouldn't be afraid. Because your Father in heaven, it is God's pleasure to give to you the kingdom. Now that's, that's pretty big stuff there. Particularly for Luke's community who was hearing this message about 40 years after Jesus walked on the, on the earth to be an oppressed community, to be a community that was suffering persecution, to be a community that lived in constant fear, not only for the survival of their culture and their, and their society and their, their, their religious group, that had their movement that had started, but fear for their own lives and the upheaval that had been brought by the violence that was going on in the Roman territories and in, in the, the areas where Luke is writing. Real, genuine fear. And to hear that it is God's pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now, of course, for, for a people who are in fear of their life, what was significant for them in that is, this, is the notion of going to be with God in the, in the hereafter, in the life to come. And yet, as we've always pointed out, Jesus is rarely talking about what's going on in heaven, but really talking about how we live out our days here in the world we live in now. In the here and now. And here, Luke is offering, Jesus is offering through Luke, some words of hope. Fear not. Do not be afraid. For it is God's pleasure to give you the kingdom and God's ability to give you the kingdom. And how do we live as people who are 
given the kingdom? Well, Jesus goes on to tell us. So don't be afraid to sell your stuff and give it to the poor. Don't be afraid to to give away all your, your belongings and to live as someone who has been given the blessings of God, the kingdom of God. Now that's... That's crazy talk. Give away your stuff and sell everything and your possessions. Does Jesus not live in the same world you and I live in? Does Jesus not understand what we, uh, you know, what it takes to be a part of society and the community here? So a lot of what Jesus is saying here is probably received not only by you and me today as nonsense. In fact, my, our minds are already trying to figure out how can I rationalize this so I don't have to sell all my stuff. <laughs> and Luke's people were probably doing that same thing, going, surely he doesn't mean sell all my stuff. But Jesus goes on to say, your heart will be where your treasure is. Now, I find it interesting, the wording here, because Jesus doesn't say, put your treasure where your heart is, right? Pick your favorite charity and put it there. Jesus says this, where you're putting your money is where your heart is. (laughs) Your heart is going to follow that money, or rather, your giving of your money is a reflection of where your heart is. And I think that's the key to what Jesus is trying to get at here is your heart is going to follow the money. Your heart is going to follow the money. Where we are putting our time, where we are putting our energy, where we are putting our money and our resources and and everything that we have, it points to what is important to us and what jesus is saying is you know you can live as people who are good citizens of this world or we can live as people who belong who are receiving the kingdom of god even as we live in the world today not in the hereafter but in the here and now and jesus naturally or luke naturally because there was this great expectation that Jesus was going to come any day now, which is a, seems to be a normal response in the New Testament. If you're a people who are living under an oppressed situation, and if you are a people who are being persecuted, it seems natural that, that you start to see in the things Jesus says an expectation that Jesus is going to come again and fix everything that has gone wrong. And so within that, of course, naturally... The words that Luke records here go to the end times when Jesus returns again. But what I think this is really offering to us, in addition to recognizing that that we can rely on the fact that God is going to wrap things up, that God wins, amen? That God wins is kind of what Jesus is trying to get at here. God wins in the end and things will get wrapped up and God will prevail and the things of God will prevail the kingdom of God will prevail but in the meantime 
What I'm hearing out of this text for us today is that God is prepared to bless us. To bless us. If we are conscious of where God is leading us and taking us. If we are sowing seeds into that kingdom of God and not into the world we live in here. If we are putting all of our anxiety and fretting and worrying into trying to fit in in this world, it's a paradox that we find ourselves in utter frustration and we find ourselves without because there's never enough if you go by today's if you go by this world standards there's never enough there's never enough look at all the ceos in the world who have more money than they could ever spend in 200 lifetimes and yet it's never enough it's never enough and yet if we are people who put our treasure where it belongs in the things of God, in the kingdom of God, and lock our heart in there, focused on the things of God. Not the least of which is caring after the poor and disenfranchised and seeking justice and walking humbly and all of those things, which is kind of what Jesus gets at by selling your, selling your possession. But if we put our heart there, And we find ourselves not worrying, but recognizing that there is a blessing to be had from the One who is eager, whose good pleasure it is to give us everything we need up to and including the Kingdom of God. (laughs) Then... The worries and the frets and the normal anxieties and the the concerns of this world diminish. And the light of God's love begins to glow brighter than all of that. Now, I don't want to be Pollyannish about this. I know that we live in an existence with one leg in this world and one leg in the kingdom of God and we find ourselves vacillating so often. And that's why I think in the words today we hear that Jesus is saying, look, focus your treasure, focus your resources, the things you have. You start putting them toward the things that are important to God. Your heart will follow. These things will cease to have the impact they have in your life. Let's pray. Our loving and gracious God, we hear Your call to be people of the Kingdom that You eagerly desire to give us the keys of the Kingdom, the Kingdom of God here in the world we live in. May we be eager to receive it And may we always look to You for our security. And to hear the words of Jesus, do not be afraid. Face down our fears with putting our treasure where it belongs. We ask this in the precious and powerful name of Christ. Amen.